So true is that song that we're so blessed. Amen. You begin to think about the blessings of God and how the Lord has truly, truly blessed each of us. We're going to go back to Luke chapter 2 tonight. Luke chapter 2, if you would please stand for the reading of God's Word. Luke chapter 2. This morning, of course, we preached on the Christ of Christmas. So important that we understand and keep Christ in Christmas. Tonight we'll look at something a little bit different here. Begin reading verse 8, says, And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. As I mentioned this morning, this verse, verse 19, I wanted to look at tonight, if the Lord would allow us to. It says, but Mary kept all these things, and notice what it says, and pondered them in her heart. A lot of times we kind of skip over some of these verses like this. And uh, we get to them maybe once, a, once or twice a year around Christmas time. This is a message, really, and we look at this, this verse here is something that should be every day in our lives. Something that is so important, I believe, that we look at tonight and understand a little bit more. But I, I want us to take the opportunity to look at this. And no, it's not really a Christmas message, but I believe that it is a message that we should understand because of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Looking at one that God used to bring His Son into the world, and how that it affected her life and what she did. And so we see here as she pondered these things in her heart. I'd like to preach a message pondering on the things of God. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening. We sure do need your presence and your power, your direction. And Lord, even the blankness, Lord, maybe of my outline would be opened by the Spirit of God. That you would work, that you would move that you'd be glorified. Lord, I pray that you would take this little thought, and Lord, that you would expand it in the hearts and minds of every person here. And Lord, more than anything, that because of what it teaches, Lord, that we would draw near to you, that our relationship with you would be even greater. We thank you and we love you, Lord. And I pray that you bless in the preaching of that word. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Be seated. You know, there's something about Christmas that kind of makes us think back a little bit about our childhood and 
the different things that took place. I, you know, and I don't think I'm any different than anybody else. A lot of times uh, you get to thinking back. You, as I, and let me use the word ponder because that's part of our message title and what we see in the scripture. You begin to ponder what the years have brought through. For some, those are good memories. And for some, those are sad memories. But we ponder, we think upon those things. I think about the, uh, the different things. I, I, Janine and I went to, to uh, Columbia the other, other day, and I went into that, that candy store, not for me, that <laughs> Mr. Bulky's, just out of curiosity to see if I, and, and some of you know what I'm talking about. They used to, when I was a kid, that we used to, my grandparents especially, and then uh, they would give us at Christmas time, and the only time we'd see it is at Christmas time, was this ribbon candy. And then they had these little round things that they had like a, looked like a little flower or something in the middle of them. They'd been cut off and all kinds of things like that and, and seen that candy. And, and uh, you kids just don't know what you're missing. <laughs> and that was, you know, that was the type of candy back then. Now you got nerds and wobbles and gobbles and all that kind of stuff. And and weird name stuff. We just called it ribbon candy. Man, we had all kinds of good candy back then. And I, as I pondered, I, I thought about a, the, there's just a lot, of, a lot of things come rushing back about those years, about those days when I was young and the Christmas time. And we didn't have all the expensive stuff that a lot of people get nowadays and a lot of things. But we had those things that made memories and, and they brought back sweet times in our lives when we think about them. And I'm going to be honest with you, I, I, you know, I, I remember my dad and even my grandparents that talked about how that at Christmas time they got an orange and they got maybe they might have got some shoes. That was the only time of year they got shoes and a few things like that. But they talked about it with, as a, such a great time. And how would you young people feel like if you woke up Christmas morning, you went to the, in there and you had an orange and you had a pair of shoes? Well, it got quiet in here, amen? <laughs> but you know that it was more than just those gifts. But I thought about the different things that, that uh, came flooding back, the memories and things like that. And, and I'll be honest with you, every year, and it's not because I'm getting old. It's always been this way. That those memories come back around this time of year, I begin to think about those days before and stuff. Mary pondered, and there were some great thoughts came back in her mind that day. Some things that really meant something to her. And, and I'll be honest with you, some people, as, they, as their lives may have not been good, and Christmas may not have been good. And so this time of year, it's hard for them. I'm just going to be honest. It is for some. Struggles and problems. And those type of memories that breaks their heart come back sometimes around this time of year. And so it's hard for them. You see, many times we don't understand what's shaping us at this time of year, but it's really what we've pondered upon, what we've thought about. You see, Mary had seen some and experienced so much from the time that Gabriel came and announced unto her that she was going to conceive of the Holy Ghost and that she was going to have a holy child that was going to be the Savior of the world. And then from that point on, uh, she went and, and uh, she seen 
uh, Elizabeth, uh, her aunt, and as Elizabeth spoke with her and and she began to tell Elizabeth, a babe jumped in Elizabeth that was beyond age of having a child was carrying John the Baptist. How he leaped in, in, in her womb and, and she rejoiced because uh, of how God had even stirred the children in the womb. Hey, listen, can I tell you what? There's a good point right there against abortion. Amen. Not a piece, not a piece of tissue, but a living soul. She's seen that, she heard that. And then going back and having to confront her fiance that was going to marry her, Joseph. Can you, and it's hard for me to picture this. We read through these things and sometimes we don't stop and think on them, but how that she had to explain to him. Can you imagine that? Explain to him, uh, Joseph, I'm with child, but I have never been with a man. And you can imagine in Joseph's mind, and even though she had said it's of the Holy Ghost, God, and, and she explained how that Gabriel had come to her and, and spoke to her. And, and Joseph, I can see the turmoil in his life, wanting to believe that, but yet it, in his mind it wasn't humanly possible. And he thought, to, the Bible says, to put her away privately. You say, well, what does that mean? In that day and time when a young lady would be with child and if they got the, the man also or whatever it was, and if she had played the harlot, you might say, they would take them out into front of everybody outside the city and they would pick up stones and they would stone them to death. And so Joseph, because he loved her so much, he thought to put her away privately, which meant that he was going to take her off by herself and stone her to death with no one around. Because he was going to follow the commands of God. Pretty sobering thought. Can you imagine? And then the Holy Spirit of God, the, the angel of God came to Joseph and, and told him the same message so that he would go ahead and take Mary to be his wife. And he knew her not until after Jesus had born, was born. Mary, all these things was in her mind. Now, another experience comes. They go to pay their taxes. They go to the end. There's no place. She's great with child. Probably having contractions. Knowing that the time is near. And there's no room. And they put them up in the stable in the barn. She has this one that's called the Son of God. The angels had told her that you're going to have the Savior. You're going to, he, he's going to be great. He's going to be mighty. He's going to save His people. He's a Savior. He's, he's, he's God with man. And in her mind, she's thinking, how can I bring the Son of God into the world in a dirty stable. The animals were there. The odors of a stable filled the, the nostrils of Mary. And, and she has this child. She wraps him in the swaddling clothes and she lays him in the manger that just previous to that, maybe the cows or the sheep or the, the horses or whatever had been eaten out of it. 
And this is the Son of God she lays there. She's recovering, you might say, and trying to get her strength back from, from having this child. Anybody inside the stable? Oh, Joseph, please send them away. You know how tired I am. And the shepherds walk in. And they begin to tell their story of what they've seen that night. And how that the angel declared that the Savior, the Christ of the Lord, was born in this stable and they come to see the Savior of the world. And can you imagine in her mind thinking this is real. This is more than just having a, a baby. This is the Son of God. And all of a sudden it begins to flood her mind and they begin to tell how the angel stepped out from heaven and began to explain to him and tell him what was going on. And then a heavenly host comes from, as I said this morning, stepped out from behind the curtain, the curtain of heaven, you might say. And they begin to praise God and they begin to sing glories unto his name. The shepherds are sharing this story with Mary and with Joseph. And beginning to praise God themselves giving thanks for the Messiah that has come into the world and that's going to save all mankind. What does Mary do? It says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The word ponder and the word heart, the way they're put together there, means to deeply think with your mind, with your soul, and with your spirit. She didn't just blow it off. She didn't just say, yeah, Gabriel said this was going to happen. Yeah, I knew all about this before it ever happened. She pondered it in her heart. Digging deep into it and looking at every meaning of it and everything that had taken place and like a puzzle, placing it together in her heart and mind and trying to put together the big picture. Oh, it would do us good to put together the big picture in our lives with Jesus Christ. So often today, we don't put together the big picture because we don't ponder upon the Word of God and upon the Lord Jesus Christ like that. We hear it preached and we take surface level. Many times sitting in a service, people listen to a message and they take it surface level. Many times, by the time they get home, you say, what was the message about? Oh, it was a Christmas message. Oh, it was... And we've never pondered it beyond surface level. We've never really let it enter in and begin to dig in our hearts and lives. 
First of all, as the shepherds shared the message and praised God, Mary pondered. She kept those thoughts. Verse 18 says, And all they that heard it wondered. The shepherds that went and began to tell people. Not just did they go, and many times we think about them going to the, to the stable and, and seeing the babe lying in the manger and, 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 and praising the Lord and, and talking to Mary and Joseph and giving honor and glory to God and then going, we think of them going back out to where the sheep was and talking about it themselves. But it talks about really what it's talking about is how that they begin to tell other people. I don't know, they may have went over to the inn and said, hey, do you know what just happened out here in your barn? Do you know what just happened? Hey, innkeeper, do you know that the, the Lord sent his son? He's in the barn. Hey! And they begin to spread it abroad because it talks about other people begin to wonder about it. Did you hear what the shepherds said? Did you hear what they said? Did you hear about all that's supposed to have taken place? Could this be true? Is it possible? That the Messiah, the Son of God, the Savior. How could that be that he was born in a stable? And they wondered at it. Mary, she took it all together and she pondered upon it. You might say that Mary stored up these sayings in her heart and thought upon them thought upon them. You know, over the years, there's been people that I've met and talked with. They don't have a whole lot to say. But when you're talking to them, Janine's dad was this way. You'd be talking to him and everything, he'd be real quiet. But it's almost like you could see the, the wheels turning. And he's thinking. He's pondering on it. Thinking about this and thinking about that and Different ones that I've met over the years, they didn't just come out and give you their, their opinion. They thought on things. Thinkers. Pondering on it. I believe that it gave her the strength to believe and to understand the hand and the mercy of God. As she began to ponder upon that, as she began to think about that, as she thought, no doubt her mind went back to the time when Gabriel had spoken to her there in, in Luke chapter 1 where it says, And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom there shall be no end. And I think that Mary, as she was there that, that night in, in, that, in, that, in that stable and with Jesus in, the, in her arms and looking down into the face of, uh, of the King of kings and the Lord of lords holding him there, and she's thinking about what Gabriel had said. You're going to sit on the throne. The throne of David and your kingdom shall never end. You're the Savior. You're God with man. 
And she pondered those things and she thought on them. You don't see Mary saying a whole lot throughout Scripture. Because I think she was watching and she was thinking. As she watched things unfold in the life of her son, Jesus Christ. She pondered on those things. Oh, today, that we as Christians would learn to ponder upon the things of God. And to ponder and to think upon the Savior Himself. So much of Christianity today is so shallow. Shallow. Over the years, I've met people, I've talked to them that, and begin carrying on conversations with them. And I don't expect them to be a great theologian. I don't expect them to know everything, but listening to them talk. And, and they've been saved for years, and I'm thinking, hmm, surface level. You need to ponder. You need to think upon the Lord. Our relationship with the Lord is changed as we ponder, as we think upon Jesus Christ and all the things of God. She thought, uh, she thought, uh, thought, she pondered with her heart on these things which had, had taken place and the words of, of the angel and the shepherds gripped her heart and soul. I'm going to tell you something, when you really intently begin to think upon something, it grips you. But I believe her pondering was directed to her son not herself, the Son of God, her heart was in awe of this one that she held in her arms. I, don't th- I think it was more than this is my son. I think it was more, this is God, as she pondered upon who he was. See, she fed him. She bathed him. She changed him. She met his earthly needs at that time, but one day she began to realize that he would meet her eternal needs as Savior as she began to think upon him. And then there was much to be, could I say there's much to be said of the pondering on the Lord and the things of God for you and me. It's so important in our lives that we take the time to ponder on the Lord and the Word of God. Many times we pick up the Bible and we have our devotions and, and we read, the, read them and we go so quickly through them and we never stop and ponder upon those words. Ponder upon the message of God. Taking it in and thinking about it and with our heart and our mind and our soul. Oh, the need today for every Christian, as Mary did, begin to ponder upon the Lord and upon the things of God. The psalmist said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he, what? Meditate day and night. Can I tell you what that meditate is? It's pondering, pondering, looking at it from every direction. I had just imagined that 
Mary, as she held Jesus, she looked into that face and she probably thought, you look like your daddy. Though I've never seen your daddy. There's something different about you. You're like your daddy. No doubt she pondered upon what will you do one day in my life? What will I see take place for you? Oh, my friend, how we need to ponder, meditate. The inner man is strengthened as we think on the Lord and upon His Word and we begin to dig into it and we begin to let it become a part of us. As we ponder on the things we have seen in His Word and heard in the preaching and moved by the Spirit of God, it helps us to see Him and it moves us again. Uh, our hearts, just as our hearts were moved that day that we received Jesus Christ our Savior. So I don't quite understand. How could it move me again like the day that I got saved? As I ponder this time of year about the years gone by about Christmas, I can almost smell those smells of that day. Our brain is such a great computer that logs all that. I can close my eyes and still see certain things of those days, years gone by. I can still recall different things. I know it kind of sounds silly, but it was kind of a tradition at Christmas. My dad or my mom, she would buy a coconut. Dad would take an ice pick and he'd find one of those eyes on that coconut and he'd stick that ice pick down in there and he'd make a hole. He'd pour that there coconut milk out. And he'd tell us, drink some of it. Yeah. <laughs> he'd take a hammer and he'd crack that coconut open. He'd break it into pieces like that. It'd still have the shell on it. We'd take a knife or we'd take and we'd chew and we'd get that coconut out of there. He said, Brother Haggard, I don't like coconut. I love coconut. And maybe the reason I like coconut is because of years gone by, seeing what my dad did. And it was something special to him and mom. Maybe the reason that I should get excited about the Lord is because of what Jesus has done for me. Maybe each day as I ponder, I can still see in my mind's eye, though I've never seen it, though in my mind's eye, I can see him going to Calvary. I can see him uh, being nailed to that cross. I can see that blood come running down that cross. I can see them taking him down from there, placing him in that tomb. I can see those, that guard standing watch over him, all of a sudden fall on their face as though they were dead. And, and the Lord coming out of there and the angel kicking that rock back so that others could get in and see that he's gone. I can still see him walking that road with those disciples of they was going down to Emmaus and, and speaking to them and their hearts were burning in their soul. I can see it through the word of God. And oh, when I ponder upon it, I think about the great salvation that I have in Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, how we need to ponder. Because when you ponder upon something, it's special to you. I find so many Christians today that it seems as though 
Christ is not special to them. It seems as though the Word of God is not special to them. It seems as though Christianity is not special to them. It's like they can flip it on and off like a light switch. And I think of Hebrews where it says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? It's talking about the Christian. How, how can you neglect that and take it so lightly? It's because we look at it from surface level instead of pondering upon all the things in God's Word and what God did for us. And seeing the love of God and seeing how the Lord worked in your heart and saved your soul as we ponder the things that we've seen in His Word in our heart in the preaching, we need to be moved. The psalmist said in Psalms 104, verse 34, he says, My meditation of Him shall be sweet, and I shall be glad in the Lord. Boy, there's something about it that maybe I haven't really pondered for a while, and I sit down and I just begin to think about the Lord and I begin to think about what He did in my life and, and how He brought me to salvation and all the events that brought me to that place. And I can relive those and I ponder them in my heart and mind. And oh, how sweet He becomes. Oh, how precious those thoughts become. Oh, how they stir my heart to want to live for Him in a greater way than I ever have before. To ponder upon and to think upon that which the Lord has done in my heart and life through the years and even after salvation and how sweet it is to see the hand of God move and to ponder and to think upon how that He met this need and how He did this and, and how that He loved me and showed His mercy when I failed Him and how He forgave me those things. And oh, how sweet it is to ponder, to meditate on the Lord Jesus Christ and the things of God. I believe that there was an overwhelming sweetness in Mary's heart that went beyond even of a mother as she pondered the things she had heard and experienced concerning Jesus, her son. Pondering upon Jesus and His Word will bring an overwhelming sweetness in your relationship with Him. When we get too busy to really think about our spouse. When we get too busy to really think about the relationship. When we get too busy really to think about the, what we have together. We miss the sweetness of it. But when we begin to think about the relationship. When we begin to think what we have together when we begin to think about how blessed we are and how that God has molded our lives together, there's a sweetness that comes back into that relationship that may have been getting dry or may have been getting cold or maybe just not really showing uh, the love that we ought to. Not that there's a problem, but that sometimes we don't ponder and we don't think upon that relationship. It's no different than our relationship with the Lord. When we fail to ponder, when we fail to meditate 
upon the Lord Jesus Christ and what He did in our hearts and lives and the Word of God and the things of God and all that He is doing and has done, when we fail to take the time to ponder upon it, to meditate upon it, it affects the relationship. But oh, when we do, it gets real sweet. That's why sometimes we can come to church. We've been thinking on the Lord. We've been thinking about the blessings of God. We've been thinking about the mercies of God. We've been thinking about all that God's been doing, even in difficult times and struggles that we have. And boy, we can come to church and man, it's just something about us. We just want to, we just want to sing out. We just want to glorify the Lord. We just, there's something about the relationship that gets so sweet when we ponder upon Jesus Christ. There's such a need today for each of us to take the time to ponder upon the Lord. Mary pondered upon the meaning of what the shepherds had said, that He would be a Savior in Christ the Lord. In Luke 2.11 there says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. You say, well, preacher, that was told the shepherds by the angels. Yes, but they came and they told Mary and Joseph, all that the angels had expounded unto them, and no doubt they shared with Mary and Joseph that the angels said that, uh, that there would be a Savior uh, in the city of David, a Savior which is Christ the Lord. She meditated. She pondered on this child as the Savior of the world, which included that He was to be her Savior. I believe that she thought about that. When I ponder upon the salvation of my soul, where I was headed, to the devil's hell, without Jesus Christ, with no hope, lost for eternity. And when I begin to ponder upon the salvation that was brought to me through Jesus Christ, Oh, I begin to see a great hand of God as He moved and worked in my life. When I think upon the very Son of God coming to take my place and die for my sins oh, or, or, and, and moving in my heart. Hey, listen, there's a moving in my heart of gratitude and to lift Him up and, 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 and awe because of that sinless Son of God that came Himself, God Himself, uh, that would come and die for a sinner like me. I ponder upon that. My heart stirred. Mary pondered and thought upon that this babe that she held in her arms was not only the Savior, but God incarnate. God in flesh. The Christ. The Messiah Himself. Oh, how it ought to stir our hearts as we ponder upon the one that came to save us and dwell in our hearts and lives. Then in closing, it would do us good to ponder, to think upon His return. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 12 says, And behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me to give every man according to his work shall be, as his work shall be. It stirs our hearts to live for Him as we ponder upon Him. As He gives us opportunity to live now, as we begin to think about Jesus Christ is coming back, I need to live for Him now. As we ponder upon 
why we're here. As we ponder upon how He can use us. As we ponder upon what He wants to do in our hearts and lives. That His return is imminent. It'll stir our hearts and change the way that we live. Far too often, we give up our pondering on the Lord for the thinking upon this world and on our lives. And so many times we fail. See, our hearts will once again be set aflame and stirred as we take the time to wait on the Lord and to ponder His goodness and all that He has done and is doing. The psalmist said in Psalms 39, My heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned. Then spake I with my tongue. Some have tried to say, but if you look at it, he wasn't thinking and looking at a fire. But he's saying, as I'm musing, he's sitting there. In musing is a, another word of thinking or pondering or meditating. He says, I sit there and as I thought. He said, my heart got set on fire. He says, like the coals of a stove or a fireplace. As I begin to sit there and as I begin to muse upon the Lord, as I begin to think about God and His Word, as I begin to think about the goodness of God, He said, man, He said, my heart got hot and it began, He said, it began to be, it's like taking those coals and stirring those coals in that fire and putting that kindling on there and causing a raging fire to come back in that, in that stove or that fireplace. He said, my heart got on fire. There needs to be a stirring. I'm going to tell you something today. Until we get to musing on the Lord, until we get to pondering on the Lord, until we get to thinking on the Lord and His Word, there'll not be a stirring. There'll not be a fire. There must be a stirring again in the hearts and lives of Christians but we must ponder upon Him. We must think upon Him. We must ponder upon the Word of God. Amen. Oh, this week, take time to ponder. Take time to ponder upon the Lord Jesus Christ why He came, how He came, how He's coming back, how He saved your soul, what He's doing in your life, what He's done in your life. Go from surface level to a heart that's opened. She thought with her heart, Mary pondered, her heart was engaged with her thinking. It was on fire. As she mused, as she stared into the face of the Son of God. So preacher, if I could stare into His face. You can. You can ponder 
upon the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you and we thank you for your goodness unto us. Lord, it's, I realize, my job to try to stir hearts, to ponder, to think upon you, to think upon the Word of God. Not just to look at it quippingly, but Lord, to look at it with depth and desire. Stir our hearts like Mary's heart was stirred. Help us to think and to ponder, to muse, to meditate upon you. And Lord, if there's somebody here tonight that doesn't know Christ their Savior, oh, may the Spirit of God move in their hearts and draw them to you. Have your will and way. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me tonight?